and welcome to the Westside Church's special Monday Morning Coffee Podcast. On this podcast, our preacher, Mark Roberts, will help you get your week started right with a look back at yesterday's sermon so that we can think through it further and better work the applications into our daily lives. Mark will then look forward into this week's Bible reading so that we can know what to expect and watch for. And he may have some extra bonus thoughts from time to time. So grab a cup of coffee as we start the week together on Monday Morning Coffee with Mark. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to the Monday Morning Coffee Podcast for Monday, January the 16th. I'm Mark. I do have a great cup of coffee right here. I've got my Bible open, some sermon notes. I'm ready to talk with you about our sermon yesterday, about our worship yesterday, and especially about our daily Bible reading. We are finally in the prophets. But first, some notes about the sermon yesterday. Let's get started. Let me give you some additional thoughts, or how about one additional thought from yesterday's sermon about God and how we think about what God asks of us to do. This is a quote from Mere Christianity, C.S. Lewis's marvelous, marvelous book that serves in many ways as an introduction to basic New Testament Christianity and in many ways as an apologetic for it, and he wrote the following. This is the quote from page 50 on Mere Christianity, God made us. He invented us as a man invents an engine. A car is made to run on gasoline, and it would not run properly on anything else. Now, God designed the human machine to run on himself. He himself is the fuel for our spirits that our spirits were designed to burn, the food that our spirits were designed to feed on. There is no other. That is why it is just no good asking God to make us happy in our own way without bothering about religion. God cannot give us a happiness and peace apart from himself because it is not there. There is no such thing. And that is why we go all in with God. That is why God is not asking too much of us. That is why we give ourselves completely to God because it is the only way It is the only way to truly be alive and to truly be happy. God can't give you happiness apart from some other, in some other kind of way. The only true happiness is with the Lord, and that comes only as we pursue Him in relationship. And relationships don't have any kind of, oh, that's too big an ask sort of thing. No, when we love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, Nothing that God asks of us, particularly, as I noted yesterday, because he has done so much for us, nothing that God asks for us from us is too much. Hope that helps you think a little bit more in that direction. That was a different kind of sermon, and a, like I said, a big challenge to put that together. Hope this is an additional thought to help you make good use of that.
let's talk about daily Bible reading. You'll notice on your schedule today for Monday, we're reading in 2 Kings 14 and in Amos, the first chapter. What's up with that? Well, we need to get a little bit of this history, so we're going to 2 Kings 14, and we're reading there that in the 15th year of Amaziah, Jeroboam began to reign, and Samaria reigned for 41 years. I'm so glad I've got the podcast, because this is going to be a tremendous opportunity for us to learn so much and draw close to the Lord, but you've got to know some things that are happening here, one of which is this is not Jeroboam that we've read about before. In last week's reading, as we were reading in 1 Kings chapter 12, we read about Jeroboam and about introducing idolatry and so forth. That's Jeroboam the first. And those events occur somewhere in the neighborhood of about 930 years before the birth of Christ. Jeroboam the first is in 1 Kings 12. Now we're reading way over in 2 Kings 14. Some time's gone by, hasn't it? This is 784 to 753 BC. That's the reign of Jeroboam the second. This is not Jeroboam the first. That's the kind of thing you want to write in your Bible. He did evil in the sight of the Lord. He did not depart, verse 24 says, from the sins of Jeroboam the son of Nebat. Oh, there it is. See, we read about Jeroboam the son of Nebat last week. He's the guy that set up the golden calves at Dan and Bethel. Now, a whole lot of time has gone by, 930 to 784. Oh, my. You do the math. I'm a preacher. A lot of time has gone by. Are the people doing what's right? Answer, no, they are not. And that's why Amos is going to prophesy to these people. We're reading Amos chapter 1 today. So let's think about Amos chapter 1. Amos is not, by the way, a professional prophet. He will say that in chapter 7 in verse 14. He has been called by God to go from the south to the kingdom of the north and to address the problems that are occurring there. And he does so in a marvelous fashion. This first chapter would be a super attention-getting chapter because what he does is he tours all of their neighbors and talks about how God's judgment is going to fall on them. So for three transgressions or for four, that means more than enough. Three would bring it. Three would bring God's wrath upon you, but no, you've, you you transgressed four times. So he starts with Damascus, verse 3, then he goes to Gaza, verse 6, then he goes to Tyre, verse 9, then he goes to Edom, verse 11, goes to the Ammonites, verse 13. All of the people who are listening to Amos preach say, wow, this guy from the south, he can bring it. Man, I'm loving his preaching. He's describing how God's going to judge all of our neighbors. They're so wicked over there. I'm so glad that God is finally bringing some judgment on them. Read through this carefully, but watch out. Amos is getting their attention because he's going to want to talk about judgment falling on these people. Judgment's falling on all their neighbors. Guess what? Judgment will fall upon them as well. That's Amos chapter 1. It's an easy read. See you tomorrow. We'll think about Amos chapter 2. It is Tuesday, and we're reading Amos chapter 2, and the roll call of God's judgment continues. Chapter 2, verse 1, Moab going to be judged, and then 2, 4, Judah will be judged. Oh, the tribes in the north must have loved this preaching. Boy, those people in the south, God's going to get them. I'm loving this. And then he says, verse 6, for three transgressions of Israel and for four, I will not revoke their punishment. So now that he has their attention, everybody's nodding their heads up and down. Amos says, you know what? Judgment's going to fall on you as well. But what's exciting about this in our reading today, what we might not expect, I think that's one of the questions, question three, what's unexpected or shocking, what I expect Amos 
used to say is you're a bunch of idol worshipers. You're falling down to Baal. God's had it. You're falling down to these golden calves that were set up way back when by Jeroboam the first. You're still worshiping this terrible. Stop with your idolatry. No. For three transgressions and for four, because they sell the righteous for silver, the needy for a pair of sandals, those who trample the head of the poor into the dust of the earth and turn aside the way of the afflicted. That's the emphasis in Amos. Social injustice. You're going to want to start underlining in your Bible the places in Amos where social injustice is being highlighted. Also, start watching for the sin of ingratitude, verses 9, 10, and 11. That's right on the edge of our reading here. Not being grateful to God for what God has done for them. These people are going to know the judgment of God, but much about God is being stressed here. Work your questions on the back of the reading schedule. Think about those questions and draw closer to the Lord by thinking about what God is saying, what God is feeling, what God wants from his people. See you tomorrow. We'll complete Amos chapter 2 on Wednesday. It is Wednesday and we're reading Amos chapter 2 verses 10 to 16. Here the highlight is that the Nazarites, that's those people who took that special vow, had to abstain from any of the fruit of the grape, couldn't eat raisins, couldn't drink wine, any of that. There's some special Nazarites in the Old Testament, couldn't cut their hair. Samson is a Nazarite. Samuel seems to be a Nazarite. The Nazarites, verse 12, are made to drink wine. And the people who are trying to call them back to the Lord are said are commanded, don't prophesy. We don't want to hear a word from God. We want to do what we want to do. This Amos, Amos the second chapter, it's a short chapter, and I think it was difficult to cut these readings and, and to have continuity and, and be able to find a paragraph. I think sometimes the thing to do is just read the whole chapter again. Just read the whole chapter again. Read our reading today, Amos 2, 10 to 16, and then read the whole chapter again and feel the whole chapter again. Flight shall perish from the swift, verse 14. God's judgment is coming on these people. Amos chapter 2, 10 to 16 is our reading today. See you tomorrow. We begin Amos chapter 3. Welcome to Thursday, and we're starting the third chapter of Amos. Amos chapter 3, verses 1 to 10. Hear the word that the Lord has spoken against you, O people of Israel, against the whole family I brought up out of the land of Egypt. These people seem to think that they get special provision, that they get a pass because they're the people of God. You only have I known, verse 2, of all the families of the earth. Therefore, I will punish you. Have to think about the responsibility that goes with being the people of God. What a powerful idea for us. Then verses 3 down to verse 8 deal with cause and effect. Do two walk together, verse 3, unless they have agreed to meet? That's a very famous passage. People oftentimes don't set that in its context. Amos just asks a series of questions. Does X happen unless there's Y? Does this happen unless this is happening? And the point of all that then is for him to say in verse 8, the lion has roared, who will not fear? The Lord God has spoken, who can but prophesy? If I'm speaking, it's because God told me to speak. If you're hearing God's word, it's because something is wrong here. There's cause and effect. I'm not speaking on my own, but you don't know how to do what's right. Verse 10, you're storing up violence and robbery. Hear that social injustice theme in your stronghold. Stronghold becomes a key word in tomorrow's reading because it's repeated in verse 11. In fact, stronghold, you might want to look again at chapter 1 and chapter 2. Stronghold is a repeated term in those prophecies there. And now God talks through Amos about pulling down their stronghold. See you tomorrow. We'll finish Amos chapter 3.
It is Friday, and we read Amos chapter 3, verses 11 to 15. What a terrifying reading this is today. Verse 12, as the shepherd rescues from the mouth of a lion two legs or a piece of an ear, so shall the people of Israel be. So you look up, you're a shepherd, and you see a lion mauling one of your lambs, one of your sheep, and you go and you grab it and you fight off the lion, and about all you've got left is two legs and the piece of an ear. That's what's going to happen to the people of Israel. They're going to be torn down. Their stronghold, verse 11, is going to be plundered. God is bringing judgment on the priest, verse 14, on the false worship center at Bethel. And then verse 15 is so important. I will strike the winter house with the summer house. Houses of ivory shall perish. Great houses shall come to an end. These people are living in luxury. They got a winter home. They got a summer house. They got houses of ivory. They are living in luxury. But chapter 4, verse 1, look at that. They oppress the poor and crush the needy. This is a book about social oppression, about people who are in poverty being run into the ground by those who are living in luxurious splendor, and God calls them into account for it. That is certainly a important note for us to hear today. Sometimes we kind of want to push away ideas about poverty, social justice, that kind of thing. You know, all those people need to get a job. That is not the word that comes from Amos. The word that comes from Amos is that God's people need to make sure they are not oppressing the poor. They need to be helping the poor. That's a New Testament idea. Yeah, James 1.27, Galatians 6.10, many other passages, but it is right at the center of the book of Amos. Think about that as we conclude our reading in Amos chapter 3 here on Friday. Well, thank you for listening. If you like the Monday Morning Coffee podcast, we would certainly love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes or whatever app it is that you are listening on. If you'd simply tell a friend about the show, maybe share it on social media, that really helps us out. So, until next week, may your coffee be delightful and your Friday be wonderful. I pray the Lord will be with you today, all day. I'll see you on Monday with a cup of coffee. Thanks for listening to the Westside Church of Christ podcast, Monday Morning Coffee with Mark. For more information about Westside, you can connect with us through our website, justchristians.com, and our Facebook page. Our music is from Upbeat.io. That's Upbeat with two P's, U-P-P-B-E-A-T, where creators can get free music. Please share our podcast with others, and we look forward to seeing you again, with a cup of coffee, of course, on next Monday.